2: mark was talking about and certainly love to get you hooked up if you want to do it just by the telephone we can do that also and you can give the office a call 618-262-2810 and find out more about that also like i said earlier we do have with us from mount Carmel, illinois prophet tom Duggard.
3: learning to receive from god learning to receive from god now, when I, when I say that, and we're going to go to Mark 11, uh, Scripture here is not going to be anything you, you haven't uh, uh, dealt with before, uh, but the, the fact of it is this is a process, okay? And it is, you have to understand the process. It's sort of like if you're going to play basketball, you have to understand, you have to learn to dribble the ball, you have to learn to shoot the ball into the hoop, you have to learn to guard to try to keep the other team uh, from scoring. And so there's a process. And the process takes some time, but it's not nearly as as uh, a long of a time as people can think. Now, in Mark, in Mark 11, of course, we're going to go to, let's do 22, all right? And, uh, of course, this is uh, famous. Uh, from a brother from Oklahoma uh, probably made it famous. And, and it just simply says, answering said unto them, have faith in God. And you realize no longer than that sentence is, that if you could have faith in God, there wouldn't need to be the rest of that even be written, if you could have faith in God. Everything, brothers and sisters, comes down to having faith in God. As we, as we have ministered this weekend and talked about the kosher laws, you're just going to have to have faith that that's what God said and if God wanted to have changed it, he would have done it when his son was here. And he didn't come. See, and again, the church has been taught what? When Jesus came, okay, then, as uh, so I'm always saying, the father retired, Father God retired, the boy took over the business, and now we have a whole new set of rules. And now that's not at all what happened. He came to fulfill. He came and said, I, I, you know, I don't say anything, but that which who? My father says to me, so have faith in God. And then he goes on to say, for verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say into this mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he has said shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Now, I've talked just a little bit and touched this subject when we was into the covenant. Who Christ was talking here to were covenant keeping people. What he was really saying, those of you that are that are keeping the covenant, that including the festivals and Shabbat, New Moon, that's who he's talking to. And he's trying to get them to understand that bless God that nothing's impossible to you. Why? Because you have everything coming to you from the covenant, and now with him being here and able to take through what the Father gave us the power and the authority of his name, now, bless God, <laughs> there is nothing that will be kept from us. And yet at the same time, brothers and sisters, and and this was the thing that that I always watched as the church struggled, and they struggled, and they struggled, and we had all these programs, and, and we and within the programs, you know, seven easy steps to bless God to learning to pray, and, and 12 uh, steps to bless God to being a millionaire, and they didn't work. The reason they didn't work is somewhere way back, well, actually, when you go back to that 24th chapter of Matthew, he says, let no man deceive you. The church, sadly, has been deceived because we don't see the power of God. The reason God has let me demonstrate the undeniable power of his anointing for all these years is for one reason. Well, actually, it would be two, the people themselves. But the main thrust of it Is for people to understand, it still does really work. And that's the neat thing of all this. It really does still work. It hasn't, it hasn't, it hasn't, it hasn't gone away. In fact, the scriptures tell us that it is going to do what? It's going to get stronger in the last days. And so when I look at the church and I'm going, wait a minute, the church is going this way, and God says we're going that way something was drastically wrong. And when Yeshua began to say in the last portion of this thing, he said that, uh, and those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. The key here is the key words, pray, believe, receive. You pray, What do you pray? Oh, Lord, Lord, I'm hurting. I'm down down. now. No, you pray the word. See, that's the reason everybody needs to have a, of course, today with, oh, I love this, with the Internet, you know, Donna has the strong concordance, and, well, the old prophet still has the book, okay? Yeah. And so, you know, I can, the time I wound that computer up and tried to find out what I was looking for, i had then found it and moved on to the next part of it just the way I've always done it. A little eccentric, a whole lot eccentric, I'm afraid. And uh, and you know what? Well, let's don't get into that thing about computers. But when you pray the Word of God and, the, and every time that you have a need, get into the Word, take your concordance, whether it's by the computer or bless God some other means or the book itself, and you look up whatever that is, and you begin to write down the scriptures. And you begin to do what? You begin to partake of those scriptures. Now, you pray the word. You believe that, bless God, that that's the truth. See, one of the biggest problems is we pray. Now, watch. We pray like this. Trying to peek out the sea. Try to see if we feel like we're healed or we're delivered or we're this or we're that. Wrong teaching and even worse, believing is what's been taught to you. The Word doesn't work because you can see or you can feel. The Word works because it is the Most High God speaking it in spirit and truth. So the fact of it is, it's like healing. Bless God, you know, we, we went through, and, and I'm, we won't have time. Sometimes we take a little time let people stand up and talk about how God uh, healed them in, in, in that service like we had last night. But here's the, the key to this thing is when you begin to realize with healing, it says that ye were healed by the stripes that he bore upon the tree. So you were healed over 2,000 years ago. It's already done. It's like walking off these stairs. I get to the bottom. It's done. You have already had that process in God's Word uh, take place. Again, if the church would have been properly taught. I've been in Pentecostal churches when I was a young uh, minister, and I'd start trying to teach, uh, bless God, uh, into some pretty deep things, and God said, that's it. Go back to the elementaries. Tell pastor you're going to want everybody here at 10 o'clock in the morning so you can teach them faith. Properly. And then after I did that for two or three mornings, then the Lord God say, Now, begin to have the healing lines. Because it makes all the difference in the world if you if you perceive this thing correctly. It isn't a matter of whether you think you're healed. It isn't a matter of whether you feel that you're healed. It's a matter that God said you are healed. So it's real simple. You've already been healed. What's the key? Pray knowing you've been healed, believe that you've been healed, to just receive the healing and walk on. See, when I teach this stuff, the supernatural world controls this world. The unfortunate thing, most of you, bless God, have never really, some of you think you have, but have never really seen over into or operated over into that supernatural world to understand how real that it is. And that supernatural world is really—it's really unfair, and it seems like they have an unfair advantage over us, but they don't. If you learn to properly operate, you'll find out you have the control over it. So the fact of the matter is, you open yourself up, and you begin—you begin to realize that, bless God. That I pray the word, I believe that it's happened, which is faith, and I receive whatever that is I have need of. And, and what happens? Everything comes up roses. No, it doesn't. The powers of darkness are going to go before the Lord God and going to get permission to come and tempt you. Going to come. And bless God, because why? Because you said that, you, that God heard you pray, he heard you believe, and he watched you receive. So now, you are now vulnerable to testing. So back comes whatever it is that you had had going on and knocks on your door, whatever that is, whether it's this, that, or. uh, and you know what what the whole story of it is? Then you have to decide upon whether you're going to keep what God has already given to you or you're going to give it away. You know, I could write books and and maybe one day uh, God will slow me down long enough that I can. Volumes about people that would not say uncle. You know what that means, don't you? Will the pain come back? Oh yeah, maybe worse than it was. The symptoms be there? Oh, it's going to. But you see, when you understand how this works, when you begin to, to walk into this thing and just simply say, look, devil, I've been healed and I'm going to just read the word to you. I rebuke you in the name of my Lord. Yeshua, be gone. What I have watched through all these years is people that will, that will begin to put this in the right order and apply it into their lives. They walk free from everything that's ever, whether it's sickness, whether it's finances, whether it's this, whether it's that. Why? Because the word works. Say the word. Works.
0: It works.
3: Say, the word is spirit. And the word is life. life. End of the matter. Now, just because it may not work for you, so you think, and that is what's wrong. As I've always said, the sickest people that I minister to are the Pentecostals and the Charismatics, and they're all sick. And they're the ones that, 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 bless God, that should, because they play with the Scriptures, literally, they should be the ones that blessed God should be the example to the rest of the church and draw the Baptists, the Methodists, the Episcopalians, the Luthers and Lutherans and the Catholics and whoever else I left out into this wonderful, beautiful realm of the spirit. But I'm going to tell you something folks nobody nobody wants to play with a loser, no. Huh? How many of you here, and please don't raise your hands, have been in churches that promised all this stuff, but nothing really ever happened? You know, I know most of you heard me tell the story. It was actually it was in the, at the Wendy's restaurant right here up the road that I was sitting there, and, and I had uh, had, uh, had a minister come and minister here uh, that night, and we were sitting there drinking coffee, and a lady came in. Uh, from a full gospel uh, church, stopped at the table that had been here in this sanctuary and uh, said to me, we almost had a miracle tonight, Brother Deckard. And I had to ask the question, what is an almost miracle? She said a man almost got out of a wheelchair. Well, folks, that's not close enough, is it? The difference between what God let me accomplish in the third world and what most ministers don't accomplish in the third world is the power of the anointing. Talk is cheap. You you, you know you can spend all this time trying to say, oh, I'm so spiritual and God told me this and God told me that. Somebody listen to this prophet today. If you are down, you're out, and you're broke, God is not telling you a cockeyed thing. And it's time somebody tells you the truth. It's time that you wake up and smell the roses. This thing does work. This thing will work. But it will never work until you get it in proper order. And the order is, the Word is alive. Okay? It is alive. Now, as, as it goes down through here, um, the, the, the next thing I, I loved about them, this is the 25th verse. And, and, and folks... This is another thing that, that probably destroys most of people's prayers. And when you stand praying, forgive. If, if, we have ought against, if we have ought against any, Father, your Father also, which is in heaven, they forgive your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father, which is in heaven, forgive your trespasses. Every once in a while, and I hope we never have to do it here on a quarterly, we have to have a good old-fashioned Pentecostal foot washing. You know what that is? When you ask your brothers and sisters, and we literally bring the, the pans of water, and, and, and we literally bring the, the towels the, the, and, 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 and ask people, they'll get out of their seat, and go over here to brother or sister, such and such, say, will you care to come to the front? set them down in a chair and literally wash their feet and dry them off. What's that about? It's about, folks, you're never going to get anything with, anywhere with God if you can't forgive those that are around about you. Unforgiveness is a killer. Unforgiveness brings, brings arthritis. It'll let the spirit of arthritis come in like a flood. People can't forgive. A lady coming here was a preacher's wife. She came in, and she was dying of cancer, and he sent her, to the, he sent her here. He had heard that God was, uh, God was moving and healing people, and she got in the line, and, and, and I started uh, one, uh, one side or the other, and came across and got to her, and I said, what do you need? She said, well, I'm dying of cancer, and she said, I, I came to be healed, and I started to lay hands on her. Uh, cancer is a spirit, and, and, and deal with it, and all of a sudden, God said, don't you touch her. Boy, I backed up, and, 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 and the Lord said, you tell her to go home and to go uh, uh, get things put right with her sister-in-law because she hasn't forgiven her. And she stomped right down that aisle. There should still be indentations. You could hear her slam the side door, and she left. Never heard a thing, didn't I hear anything. And after a while, and I, if I remember quite a while, she shows back up. In fact, she sat right over in here somewhere. And when, when I finished, she stood up and she said, Prophet, can I say something? I said, yeah, go ahead. And she said, uh, when I uh, uh, was here and, and you uh, told me what you did, she said, it made me mad. I said, oh, no, no, sir. no, no one could tell, you know, no. She said, I went home and she said, I was on my deathbed. I was so sure you were wrong. You couldn't be more wrong. I'd forgiven her. But, you know, folks, I'm going to tell you something about forgiving her or him. You need to go so they know that you have forgiven him or her. This isn't just, does does our father forgive? Sure he does. But the relationship, as I keep teaching you, first is getting rightly related to him, then getting rightly related to your brothers and sisters through him. So she said, I'm on my deathbed. The family has come. And I said to my husband, maybe you should call the sister-in-law. And so the sister-in-law came. She asked her to forgive her. And bless God, you know something? I'm not sure how many days passed, but she was cancer-free. Nobody had to lay hands on her. The Word did the work. And that's the reason it's important to understand. that, bless God, the operation of the world word is absolutely phenomenal. I mean that there, there there is nothing there is nothing like watching the word being performed by God through the Spirit. There is nothing like that. Now, all we must do, uh, and again, the word has the answer. All we got to learn to do is what receive it from God and understand it. Believers, bless God when you when when you get into the place. Of just believing what he says is happening, then it's going to happen. Like I said, you've got, to, you've got to be real, real careful. Let's go to Proverbs 4.23. And again, most of this, I'm sure if you've been around the word movement, you have, you have heard, uh, maybe not in the way that I'm teaching it past what you have heard in the word. Uh, th- this is so important here in 4.23 of, of Proverbs. Uh, it, it, it makes a statement, Keep thy heart with all diligence. Now, that word keep means to guard, all right? Guard guard it, With guard your heart, for out of it are the issues of life. So you've got to be careful what comes in here. And, folks, this is, there's a wide spectrum of all this that you've got to be so careful and understand that, bless God, that people speaking things to you. You're going to have to learn, bless God, to quit just, well, okay, oh, I'm not going to say, when somebody says something to me, Bless God, if it's not right, I say, that's not right. I won't receive that into my heart. I reject it in the name of Yeshua. What's that doing? I'm guarding to make sure nothing gets in here that, bless God, that doesn't need to be in here. Okay? Now, let's give, give you some for instances. Oh, brother, I, I'm telling you, I, I'm just I'm praying for you. I know things are so tough for you. I know you're, you don't have a job and you're depressed and you're down, you're out. You know what that's doing? That's coming right in to your heart. And then you've got that there. Why? Because, now listen to me, it has been planted there. It is planted in your heart. And as it is planted in your heart, the next problem you're going to have is, bless God, What is going to be, what are you going to, you know, you're going, you're going to end up, bless God, having to reap what has been planted. You're going to, you're going to have to reap that. But why? Because the scripture says you'll reap what you're sowing. So if it's sowing, it's going to be reaped. See, that's the reason I'm always trying to get people to understand. You can't afford to miss that section, which I'm preaching, teaching to you right now, because you are what's inside of here. All right? And you let people plant that. When when people want to gossip, all right? You know, hopefully we're going to get into that one before too long. Into depth but see when they when they're saying, "Oh, did you did you hear about brother such and such?" Okay, well of course we know but someone did, and that's so in discord that so that's already got that person in trouble. The person that's hearing it, if he receives it, now that's got him in trouble with God. Now here's the next step to this thing that, that if that's not enough, it should, should have been, but it's not, because when that when that when that's there, and they may not even have had any ought anything against brother, whoever that was, that he come to sow this discord over. Brother such and such may have been innocent, but no, uh, this brother has judged him. And you want to know something? That goes into the heart of the man that the discord was sowing to. It goes into his heart. It begins to grow. Again, this man may not have one, one iota, as we say, against this brother that's been spoken against and yet because that has been planted in there down the road somewhere three months six months a year could be three or four years all of a sudden something's going to come up about with this brother that had it sown in his heart about another about that brother and and all of a sudden that brother that had sown he's going to well i'll tell you what i don't like that guy ah well i'll tell you what i've i've heard you know what's happened? You're losing out big time with God because you're too stupid to understand how it works. There are rules to all this. You have to, if you're going, if you're going to play the game, first off, you got to know the rules, or you can't play. I, I think I spoke about that uh, in one of the previous meetings this weekend. You got to know the rules. If you're going to play basketball. You got to know the rules. Baseball, the rules. Hockey, the rules. If you don't know, you can't play because you don't know what to do. This is no different. Most of the church, and when I'm talking about most of it, folks, I, I mean, I don't mean 51%. I mean a high percentage of the church, bless God, do not not only not know the rules, bless God, they don't even know there are rules. And again, that comes down, it comes down to the place that the prophets have revelation knowledge. I'm teaching you by the Spirit of God today. I'm teaching you past, bless God, uh, the, the Sunday morning, whatever that is, at the local church. Because I live there. Now listen to me. Because I live there, I have had to learn what I'm teaching. See, all this stuff doesn't happen to you just because uh, you're a prophet. You have to learn it. You have to study it. You have to walk in it. Now listen to that even closer. And you have to make mistakes in it, too. Not because you want to. Because it's going to happen to you. But in the end of all of it, you begin to put all this stuff together and you begin to say, This really does work, doesn't it? And the moment the moment that you understand that God's word is exactly what God said that it is, after you begin to apply the rules into your life, do you wanna know? You're gonna go, Whoa, ho ho I wonder why the rest of the church doesn't know this. I wonder what, wonder why what, what they're doing Fooling around the way they're fooling around when, when all of a sudden I, all of a sudden this thing has come to life to me. Well, I'm going to tell you something. It's going to come to life to every one of you because you will learn. You will learn to understand how to receive from God. And it's just not, it's just not all that tough. But again, you've got, you have got to, you've got to keep your heart with all diligence for out of it's going to come the issues of life. If you let people start saying, now, now, bless God! Now, for people that are speaking death, you want their planting death. The people that dare to keep speaking life, what is life? I walked into rooms when they have, where they had the family in the hospital room, and a person was and that was going to go on, and somebody called. Now yeah, I'll go. So I got down there. At this one place or several times this happened. I got walked in the room, and here's all this doubt and unbelief. Here's all these people that are speaking death. And, 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 and this, in this case, this brother said, Prophet, would you care to pray? And I said, I'm not praying. He said, well, what do you mean you're not praying? I thought you'd come down here to pray. And I said, no, I'm not going to pray in the middle of all this. I said, you tell every one of these people that's on the outside out there in the hall, and I will begin, and I will then pray. Why? Because the room was being charged with doubt and unbelief. God's word doesn't work in the midst of doubt and unbelief. What is doubt and unbelief? It's sin. Fourteen twenty three of Romans. He that doubteth is sin. I didn't say it like that, but that's what it amounts to, all right. Now, they leave the room. I pray, and bless God, what happens? Remember remember when Peter went to I think her name was Dorcas, and he went there and she was dying? And bless God, he, got, he went up to the room, and, and bless God, uh, he, he started to pray. And the Scriptures talks about Peter uh, turned toward the window. In other words, if this is where the woman was laying in the bed, instead of him praying like this, Peter turned this away. Do uh, you ever wonder why Peter turned that way? So Peter didn't have to fight what seemed to be reality, where Peter could speak truth for the Spirit, And I say, oh my, she's even turned to. I believe she is dead, but I'll pray anyway. No, he turned. He turned to the wall, to the the window, and he prayed, and God raised her up. You see, folks, you can't let what things look like. Now, I'm going to get around to doing a a whole thing about you know what things look like are not the way they are. Isn't the way they are. One day, uh, when as as I said, as we, this the, this generation, those of us of Ephraim, uh, when you can get to the point of being able to see people without legs having legs, there will be legs. I'm telling you, yeah, I know that sounds a little crazy, but it's the truth. When you get to the place of understanding, I, I began right here in this Bema all those years ago, and the Lord began to tell me when I could see when, okay, he said, when you can see them get out of the wheelchairs, throw down the crutches, he said, the miracles will come. Now, if somebody would be pushed through those doors in, in, a, wheel, in a wheelchair, and I'd be going, And they never got out. <laughs> Why? I didn't know what I was doing. Then one day, as so I kept fasting and praying and seeking truth, you have to seek after truth. Truth is not going to come and sit down next to you. You have to seek after truth. That's the reason I keep telling you if you're not going to be students of God's Word and you're not going to listen to this prophet uh, uh, tell you, you've got to go through this material over and over and over and over and over. And when you get sick and tired of it, go over it and over it and over it and over it. And And then, and just maybe then, you may begin to learn something. One night I'm up here and I'm getting ready to minister and in uh, come a, a person in a wheelchair. And just as they came across that threshold, I saw them get out of the chair and walk. I said, boy, Brother Deckard, that anointing must have been strong. No, no. Not physically. See, we, we, will, we will do some some in-depth study with you to get you to understand about the two worlds and how they're separate. No, the man was still in the chair, but he got up and he walked, and I saw it. And then when I saw that happen, now, uh, then, then the Lord said, tell the people that that one will walk out of here tonight pushing the chair. And, and that person did. But you see, you have to go past that. You have to believe beyond beyond what seems to be with, what, that lies within the five senses that has been given to us as humans. That's where the problem is. As a matter of fact, if we didn't have the five senses, we'd do a whole lot better uh, in the spirit world. But God knew when He when He uh, uh, created us that He was creating us to be in this world and to be here. We were going to have to do what? We we're going to have to have these five senses in operation, but these five senses that God gave us to operate in the carnal world that we're in—listen closely—isn't worth fifteen cents over on the other side. And that, by the way, is what gets everybody's in in some real hot water with God, and then hot water with His prophet, is because they spend too much time thinking, huh? Now, what's one of those? What's one of those? Uh, the, uh, five senses hearing that they're hearing the voice of God say something to them, and God's not saying anything to them, and yet because they think that that's happening, then they get on this roller coaster ride and and then, after a while, especially if you're around the full gospel people, the word people, bless God all the, uh, after a while, what begins to happen, you, nothing nothing's really generated in you the life of the Word. But, but you have attended enough services now, you know everything that's going on. And you've become an expert in the field. As I said uh, pretty harshly here in a couple of services this weekend, some of you got to the place where you think you're so cockeyed smart about it that you're willing to challenge somebody that's done it for 35 years, thinking that maybe he was too stupid to have ever looked into what it is that you think you're so right about. Don't pat yourself so hard on the back. Okay? Because I have looked into it. You know what the difference between me and you? And I'm talking to that person right now. You better listen up. The angel came and told me. What told you? Religion? Mm-hmm. That's exactly what told you. There's a big difference between being a prophet and being somebody locked up into religion. Let's go on here. I was the one who was telling saying that we were going to get through this, with not Now... In Romans ten seventeen, again, jump over there, and I, again, we're not going to give you any earth-shaking uh, scriptures here today. But what we are going to give you, bless God, is we're going we're going to uh, bring you bring you in into the place. And, and really, what we what I'm doing is I'm just sort of I'm just sort of lining you up here uh, to begin uh, as to what's going to be in the, in the you know coming in the near future. Okay, uh, ten seventeen. I still didn't get there. Sorry about that. 1017. Here it goes. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. That I shouldn't even turn to the page, but it's good to look at the Word. And you have heard me say already that faith comes by hearing and 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 hearing. Didn't know I had that note. Okay, I'll get that on my next album that'll be in the back. No. But let me tell you something else. And this is talking about hearing God's Word. That's what he's referring to. But you have faith in what you hear. The more you hear people say to you, bless God that you're sick, you're broke, you'll never get a job, you'll always be the way you are, it's never going to change, or you let your mind, the biggest enemy that you'll ever have against the, against the Word, and not the devil, your mind, tell you these things, then after so long, now listen to me, after so long you will have faith in that. You have faith in what you're hearing. That's the reason it's so important to make sure that with your children, that you speak things of faith to them that you don't get into you know the the, the the negative side but you you stay into that into that place and 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 also with with all of these things of, of of hearing you have to folks I, I, I'm sorry but some of you need to get rid of your friends because you have friends that are saying things all the time that just flat don't line up with the word. That is one reason why I tell people if you're gonna, if you're gonna be successful with us in this, you've got to leave your local church and get out of it. Because you can't be having faith in what they hear and have faith in what I'm doing and, and hearing what I'm doing. Why? Because it won't work. Because you're going, those things are gonna clash. And, you, and you've got to understand that and you and you've got to make decisions and you know decisions aren't fun because after all if you make the decision to leave the church they're going to come and knock on the door and, and say oh you need to come back we just love you you know that guy you're messing up messing around with well he's the Antichrist but we love you so you got to, you've got to be careful again you have to guard this thing you have to decide what you want out of this thing with God And if you really want out of this thing to walk in any type of the power of God's anointing like this prophet, then you are going to have, listen to me, you're going to have to unlearn some things that you have heard in order for me to be able to teach you so you can learn the things in a proper and right order. Now, you know what that comes to, what I said there last night? It usually takes about a year of people being around and studying the material. Now, if you're not going to study the material, this won't, this won't happen. But it usually takes about a year for people to understand who I really am and to understand how dumb you really are. It takes about a year. Because let me tell you something. If you were so sure about how spiritual and scriptural you are, now listen, you wouldn't be here today. You wouldn't even be sitting here. But you lack something. You know you lack something. Or, or why bother? My Lord and my God, some of you came, came from, bless God, from Oregon and Texas and, and Florida and, bless God, the East Coast, the West Coast, uh, up in Canada. I mean, you, you could go to any church service. You could go find anybody that call himself a prophet, but you came here. And I greatly appreciate you coming. But to come that long, that far... You come to learn something you come to to grab on to something that bless God that you don't know and I pray this weekend that that's happened to you if it didn't it's not my fault okay now and, and let's turn to Galatians five galatians five i want I want to do another uh, <clears throat> another piece of scripture here again nothing new. Galatians 5, 22 and 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. Now, you need to understand that these are spiritual forces. All right? One of them is faith. They're also called fruit because they are born from within your inner man. They come from the inside out. They come from the inside out. The most important thing in you coming into this ministry is probably two things, actually. One is you bear fruit. This. We have the series back there, Through the Spirit. You need to listen to it. You need to hear it and hear it, and hear it, and hear it, then we need for you to understand what a judgmental spirit is. If you can't get delivered, I will cast that stinking demon out of you in the name of Yeshua. And then you need to get your mouth shut and quit sowing discord. And if you can do that, you're going to make this thing work. If you can't do that, you're just wait, waiting and biding time until you're gone, standing somewhere out there in the road, point your finger back, calling me the devil. And I've watched that happen too many times. Why? Because you see, the spiritual forces of darkness cannot afford for you. Uh, you see, the darkness plays a big part in this, as I've said, as trying to convince you that you are religious. You know all... And that's fine if you want to play that game. But the problem you have being around a real prophet. Listen, the secret. I see right through you. I see what you do with the doors shut. Well oh, you do? I could walk these aisles, and I mean to tell you, I, I could. And what's that? What's that word? I could. I could. Uh, bless God, blackmail. Mail you, and and, and and you'd pay the ransom. Don't sell short major profits. We're there because that's the anointing that's in our lives from the foundations of the world. And it's not because, bless God, we do that. Would I do that? No, I wouldn't do that to you. But what I, what, what always amazes me is I know and you're standing there trying to tell me what? I'm going, oh, Lord, let me just tell them something. Let me just tell them what they were doing last week when nobody was watching so they think. Everything's an open book with God. Everything is. Now, faith in God's faithfulness, all right, and that's in Hebrews 6.13. You can jump there if you want to, or just write it down look at it later because I want to move on. God uh, bound Himself and His covenant to us, and He did, and we know that, believing that we receive something from God must have a solid foundation. And boy, now listen up closely. You must learn to feed upon God's Word at, at, at every moment that you have. Now, when you feed upon the Word of God, that can easily be said in, in this way. Uh, listening to that material over and over and over again. Uh, reading the Bible. And, and you, should all, you should do that too. Uh, in, uh, connected with that. Outside of the material that the prophet has, you need to keep studying the Word. You need to become bona fide students of God's Holy Word In order to do that listen closely you have to do it every day you have to quit worrying about getting home so you can watch American Idiot oh that's idle isn't it you got to, you're gonna to have to understand you, you you're gonna to have to spend time you're gonna to have to put a schedule together you're gonna to have to set the alarm clock when it comes to praying to get up bless God at four in the morning where there's not the phone ringing kids are running, things making a lot of noise, and and the smell of food going into the kitchen, or in my case, coffee. You're going to have to make this, listen to me, a way of life. The problem as, as, as a mentor, a problem as a prophet teacher, is that once I teach this stuff, teach what I've taught here, you'll get excited about it when I teach prayer, Fasting, all the, it, you get excited about it. And some of you stay excited about it for two or three months. Some of you for two or three weeks. But in the end, the excitement comes back down here. I think I made this statement, and if I did, fine. It needs to be repeated. If you have been with me for three years, and a number of you have, you're so you were taught about fasting to be increasing, all right. You should be to the place where you're fasting and able to fast. Now I'm not talking about every two or three months, but at least once a year, 21 days. Now I don't want anybody to to to, to lie to stand up, but there's not enough of you sitting here to spit on that can do that. What happened? It's because, bless God, you let other things, the cares of the world. Remember the word. Huh? Steal from you. Steal from you what had been planted for this prophet by God's Word into your hearts, your spirits, your minds, your bodies. And that's what happens. We are lazy. I got my hand up first. Okay? As human beings, we're lazy. That's the reason that, bless God, that you need a mentor that will keep this. Remember, for those of you that were in sports, uh, or, or maybe even in classrooms where you had a teacher or a coach and they just seemed like they were just mean, just downright mean. And you just, why would they always keep rah, 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 But after you achieved what they were rah, 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 rah about it, it became a whole different relationship, didn't it? But you see, because of our human nature, folks, listen to me, I'm sorry, you and the Holy Ghost just ain't going to get there for yourself. That sadly disappoints and angers a lot of people. Nobody lead me but the Holy Ghost. What do you think's leading you today? Huh? The Holy Ghost. God is leading you. And congratulations to all of you that have been baptized in the Holy Ghost this weekend. Now, you must learn to feed upon God's Word. Bring your soul into harmony with the Spirit. And this is where I want you to get today. Faith in your heart will work with doubt in your head, but never at a full potential. See, if you've got enough faith in your heart, and that that little, especially in the beginning, I always said God will wink, he will wink at some doubt and unbelief and uh, let you get by with in the beginning. But after a while, he quits winking at that. And that's what really happens. to The church, they, 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 they get doing some things, and God's letting them get away with a little of this stuff because they're young, and, and he's wanting to encourage you, and you get to thinking that, bless God, you arrived, and you're not even doing it right. And then it stops. Okay? Then it stops. Because, bless God, as, as what I said, you're going to have to bring your, your, your soul in harmony with spirit. Faith in your heart will work without in your head, but it's never, as I said, at the full potential. And that's what we want to do. In order to raise the dead, you have to be at the full potential side. In order, bless God, for the blind to consistently, the lame to consistently, the diseases to consistently uh, leave, you have to be at your full potential. The soul, and you need to take notes, get this down, the soul must be anchored because the mind, which contains the will and the emotions, fluctuate. But if you can, if you and that's the reason you've got to anchor of the soul. Now, uh, Hebrews six. We're going to go to Hebrews six. Or at least I think I am. If you want to go with me? It'll be all right. Hebrews six, nineteen. Which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which entered in to that within the veil. So, bless God, it's very important to understand hope is built out of the unchangeable promises of the Word of Almighty God. That's where hope is built. Bless God, that's the way hope works. Let's go to Psalms 119. Psalms 119. 119. 49. By the way, for those of you that may not know, and that uh, at at the at the top uh, in between a lot of the scriptures here this is the hebrew alphabet okay uh, if you don't know uh, that's fine you do now 49 49 i almost had 49 i'm still looking for 40 there we go One nineteen forty nine. 49 remember the word of thy servant upon which thou hast caused me to hope what brought hope the word the word brought hope 116 same, same, uh, same chapter, and it says upon, upon me according unto thy word that I may live, and let me not be ashamed of my hope, which again does what comes from the word. Now, the will. The will has a more constant effect on your spirit and body than, than, than anything else. It will and does influence the way you believe and act. Your will will. And it will do it, and it will do it every time. Without feeding on the Word of God, the world will pull you away. Your desires directly affect your will. And that's where you must set the alarm clock. You must start getting up. You must understand. If you'll spend time every day feeding on the Word of God, brothers and sisters, I guarantee you your desires We'll start running towards spiritual things rather than away from them. And that's where you've got to come to. So you see, we're not, we're not, we're not promising you, as the, the song said, a rose garden. We are telling you with a lot of hard, dedicated work, building your faith in the Most High God through His Word by feeding on it as much as you can. I remember being a Boilermaker. I remember I had a on the, in those welding clo- uh, uh, coats, uh, bless God, the, the Carhartt things. had the, the inside pocket, I had a little, a little, a little, bless God, King James uh, Bible, and I had it stuck down in, inside that. And and so during the breaks and during noon hour, uh, because I you go on a job, you don't know anyone, so they were all sitting there reading newspapers, and there's all the pornography junk that's in a in a shack they call them shacks. They're just little tent things they put up. And so I would just drink my coffee, and I'd reach in, I'd take take it out, and I'd I'd sit there and read read the Word. Well, that was like the first day on the job, and at noon I came in, and all the pornography was out of the the shack. I thought, well, that was nice. And I sat there, and I ate my lunch, and nobody showed up. I thought, well, maybe they're having a meeting, and they forgot to tell me since I was, you know, new on the job. So I got up and went out, and all they was all sitting out on a steel. So finally, it, it, and very very quickly, and there's a way that spirit of darkness can be so mean. I I, I came up with the handle or the name preacher, and so they got calling me preacher. And, and and now I'm going to tell you something. Before that job, at three years ended. I had I had I'm, I'm, the numbers escaped me, but it was like 200 250 boilermakers sitting on the steel listening to me preach to them at noon hour. What was that about? Because the Word of God is alive. And I said then, if, if God would let me stay a Boilermaker and travel to these different power stations and, and bring the Word, I saw people saved. I watched God perform miracles right there. I'm telling you, had a guy fell, and he wasn't breathing, and he turned blue, they said he was dead. Now, it wasn't confirmed, so I couldn't say God raised him from the dead. But if he didn't, he was awful close to it. Got up, brushed himself off. He said, "What, what happened to him? And he, he fell about thirty feet, and, and not only did he feel, not only had he fallen thirty feet, he fell upon steel grating." I was coming down to change the heat on my welder. They looked down below and said, "Set the heat on such and such." Climbed right back up and went to work. What's that about? It's about a living God. But in order, now listen to me, in order for that to have worked like that, that day and many other days, bless God, it took somebody, come on, somebody going to school nights. Can you get a hold of what I'm saying? Somebody had to bless God, cross over so they could be able to help these people by doing the things that had to be done through fasting, through prayer, through studying constantly God's Word to bring, bless God, what? To bring, bless God, my mind, my soul into, into the, the direct line with God's Word. Now, the mind needs to come into what? In agreement with the Word. The mind needs an image. The Word is the image. Okay, and, and, you know, uh, I think you have often heard me heard me uh, get into this stuff and, and, and say these things, and, uh, you know, I'll, 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 we'll try right now. Close your eyes, everybody, close your eyes. And when I say this word, then you're going to see something. McDonald's Big Mac. There it is, isn't it? Why can you see that in your mind's eye or your mind? Because you, number one, you relate to the word McDonald's Big Mac to the golden arches and that fine whatever it is, if you think that's fine whatever it is, now some of you might go, oh, okay, and that's fine too. But that's the way that all of this takes place. When you read and you study and bless God, you get the word inside of you that that you walk in perfect health. And when when somebody say, and when you say or somebody says or somebody better says to you, oh, you look bad, you're not feeling good no, 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 repent, repent for saying that. And I reject that out of my, my spirit. Why? Because the image I have is walking in full health. We have to change your image.
2: Hey, thank you so much. Prophet Deckard. Again, you can get a hold of us at the website, www.jewishprophet.com. And you can find out again, all this material that you're hearing taught every day, every week, folks, you want to get out there and start taking a look at that and start ordering that material because you need to get a hold of that and start to apply that into your life so that it will change your life. You know what? You can also email your prayer request to cradle at JewishProphet.com. We'll be praying for your prayer requests. Shalom until tomorrow. And remember, with God, all things are possible.
1: That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious
0: prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See hey, details.